Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't He a great God? May we serve an awesome God today. Hallelujah. My, I just appreciate the presence of the Lord. It's so great to get in the presence of the Lord. When you get into the presence of the Lord, you begin to find a miracle. You begin to find yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the presence of the Lord. Amen. What would it be if we couldn't feel the presence of the Lord? It would be just a waste of time. Amen. But I feel His presence so strongly today. Amen. It's so great just to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He's worthy today of all praise and all praise. We just want to see the Lord do something great today. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, you would turn with us. I'd like to read out of the book of Judges. And uh, we'll read uh, chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Chapter 6, verses 33 through 40. Amen. Praise the Lord. The book of Judges, chapter 6, verses 33 through 40. Amen. Beginning with verse 33. Then all the Mennonites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. And Abiezer was gathered after him and sent messengers throughout all Manasseh. And also was gathered after him and he sent messengers unto Asher and Zebulun and unto Nephilim. And they came up to meet them and Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by mine hand as thou hast said. Behold, I will put a fleece of wool into the, in the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said. And it was so, for he rose up early on the morrow, and thrust the fleece together, and wringed the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Everybody say, a bowl full of water. Amen. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me. And I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece. And upon all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only. And there was dew all on the ground. Amen. I want to speak to you just a few moments tonight. Just simply the thought. The ordinary, a miracle, my encouragement. The ordinary, a miracle, my encouragement. Can we just lift our hands to the Lord? Let's just thank the Lord for His Word. 
God, we thank You for Your presence. We thank You, God, for what You're about to do for somebody, Lord, listening. We thank You, Lord, for each and every soul, God, that's represented. God, we thank You for Your your Word, God, that it can be brought forth. And, God, that we can apply it to our lives, God, and that we can be encouraged, God, and we can live by it, Lord. And we can see, God, that You can do something special with us, God. And You can mold and shape us in the way that we need to be shaped, God. God, let us be not only a hearer today of Your Word, but let us be a doer God, if your word is well, God, we ask this, pour out your anointing, God, anoint your already inspired word. We thank you for this in Jesus name. Can we say in Jesus name? Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The ordinary. My miracle. My encouragement. Hallelujah. The ordinary, a miracle, my encouragement to get the miracle. You've got to be in the right place. Amen. You've got to be in God's place. Hallelujah. At the right time. Amen. God called Gideon. God called Gideon to be Israel's deliverer. The test of faith and commitment began to take place and came upon him. God asked him to tear down the altar of the God Baal. And this God had political measures. If He did this, it declared war on the people and the government. There are risks that are involved with day-to-day life. My friend, in living for God, there are risks that you must take. Not everybody's going to approve. Not everybody's going to accept. Not everybody's going to treat you with the proper respect that you may think that you deserve. A Christian today has to be a person uh, that is in tune with God. And, and, and you're not out to please man because the message is not going to please man. Everybody's not going to like the truth. But there are risks that had to be taken in this and Gideon was no exception. We find that if caught, execution would occur. We find that there would be some social problems, physical attacks upon him, not only himself, but his close friends, his followers, and his family. Deuteronomy 13 and 6 through 11 says that idolaters must be stoned to death. The Israelites, no doubt, wanted to stone him for tearing down the false god. In worshiping the true God, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? The Israelites who are supposed to be uh, putting God, trusting, putting their faith and everything into Him. But now they're upset because He tore down their false God. Where were they? Where is God supposed to be? He was supposed to be number one, but He was number two. And here they were upset because now they're tearing down their false god, Baal. You may be criticized by the very people, my friend, who should support you, even in this walk that we live today for God. But Gideon built an altar. The Scripture says an angel appeared under an oak tree. God called it Jehovah Shalom, which meant God send 
us peace. Somebody today that's going through a difficult situation in your life, God is giving you an option today to build an altar. But you've got to tear down the bell. You've got to tear down the other that's creating an outside interference to God and what He wants to do with you. God wants to bless you, but He's saying, I can't, I can't uh, uh, be second. I've got to be number one in your life. And I'll, I'll be your God. I'll give you peace. I'll give you restoration. I'll give you the blessing. But you've got to tear down the other. You've got to build uh, something. Whenever you tear down something, you've got to build something else in replace of it. But when you build it, make sure it's the right thing. Make sure it's the altar that God wants you uh, to build. And God said, build an altar. He told Gideon, call it Jehovah Shalom, which means God send us peace. And God said, throw down the altar bell. The Bible says that he took ten servants and he went by night so he couldn't be seen. Amen. For he feared his father's household and the men of the city. His father, Joash, set out to kill him. The Midian and Amalek enemies. The armies were out to get Gideon. They fought at Jezreel. The scripture you find and you study and you look says that Jezreel represented the valley, which was richest and fertile as far as land was concerned. Valuable resources were found in this valley at Jezreel. We find that the waterways for fishing, for traveling, for trade, whoever controlled the valley of Jezreel controlled everyone. We find that Gideon began to test God. Many people look at it as a test, but I look at it in a different perspective. He was simply asking God for more encouragement. I don't know what your situation or what you're going through with today, but I believe that each and every one of us desire encouragement in our lives. Encouragement just kind of pushes us along. Encouragement just kind of helps us uh, move about the day. Encouragement helps, helps us make it through the week to get to the next church service. I don't know about you, but revival encourages me. Amen. Somebody's testimony of healing of cancer just encourages not only them, the one that received the miracle, but it encourages me. It, in, it increases my faith. Just to hear about somebody coming to the Lord that's been out of church, maybe a backslider, or maybe somebody that's, that's never been in the house of God. I tell you what encourages me is to see a new convert, see a person that knows nothing about this truth. Oh, man, I love it when they come into the house of God. They don't know nothing about this. They're wet behind the ears. We've got some new converts that's been coming to church. Some new people have just been recently coming. And, man, they're so excited. Man, they just got baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. We've been teaching Bible studies. And, man, where do you think they're sitting when they come to the place of worship? The back pew? No, indeed. Man, they're on the front row excited about Worship, excited about uh, uh, preaching in the Word of God. Man, I, I, I'm just loving every minute of it. I'm just excited about this. It encourages me. Hey Amen. Somebody asked me, uh, Brother David, I, I 
what, what, what's something that just encourages you? I'll tell you exactly what encourages me is when I come to the house of God and get ready to, to preach and just get ready to sing. And man, they're up off their seat worshiping God, just lifting up praises because God has done something. And they are, are, are showing God's, their approval of what He's done in their lives. And they're, they're just, their encouragement encourages me. But we find that Gideon was asking for encouragement. He wasn't just testing God. People say, oh, he shouldn't have put God to the test. He was taking a chance. He was taking a risk by asking and testing God the way he did. But sometimes we just need encouragement in our lives. And I can understand Gideon wanting encouragement in his life. Three miracles took place for him to proceed as God had planned. Sometimes we just need a reason to go on. And if your reason is salvation... If your reason is healing for your body, if your reason is just a blessing to give you encouragement, then, then may the Lord just give you that encouragement that you have need of. But one of the first things, the miracles that took place was the first was Judges 6 and 21 when he took an ordinary simple thing. He took an ordinary rock. Fire came from the rock. Fire from an angel which became a miracle. And it encouraged him because he said, alas, I've seen God face to face. Isn't that encouraging to be able to know that you are in the will of God, to to know that you have seen him face to face, that, you know, when you receive something, when when God, you react, you, you step out on faith and God blesses and your act of obedience and gives you that which you've asked for, you can say, alas, I've seen God face to face. And just as he did in Judges 6 and 21, he took an ordinary rock, he took the ordinary, performed a miracle, and because it turned the fire, it came from an angel, it turned from the ordinary rock to a miracle, it produced encouragement. The ordinary, a miracle, my encouragement. Hallelujah. He was encouraged. A miracle, my friend, will encourage you. It won't save you. But it will encourage you. Amen. Revival died out. The burnout set in. He was at a place in his life of, are you sure it's me? You won't, Lord? Have you ever been in that area, that rim, or a certain place in your life where you say, God, you, you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure you call me to be this? Yeah, we've all been there, my friend. And we need encouragement. The second thing uh, we find when revival fires die out, we find that to con- continue on again, we need encouragement. Gideon just needed some more proof. Amen. Demanding sign, so to speak, was an indication of unbelief in those days. Fear, my friend, makes us wait for a more confirmation. Some of us say, I just need more before I can just do this. But my friend, instead of just uh, relying on signs and relying on self, what we need to do is just rely on Jesus. Instead of taking action, we find that these signs that He were demanding, uh, many people looked at it as, hey, He was just testing God. But God knew how to encourage Gideon because He did as that He requested. He did the ordinary, turned it into a miracle, and He knew that when it become a miracle that it would be encouragement uh, to Gideon. The fleece of wool was another ordinary thing. He placed it on the floor. If the dew, He said, is on it, 
and it's dry up on the earth when I get up the next morning, then I'll know that I'm in your will. The Bible says that he began to wring it out into a bowl full of water. We find that Gideon wasn't satisfied. And the third thing he did was he, 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 he asked God for more encouragement. You can say he tested him, but he asked God for more encouragement. He said, God, that was an ordinary thing. You performed a miracle. And you encouraged me. But when you walk in this life, another day is going to come about. There's going to be frustration to set in. There's going to be disappointments to set in in your life. Somebody's going to let you down. And then you're going to need some more encouragement to go on and do what it is that you need to do for God. And Gideon wasn't satisfied because he got discouraged again. Amen. The miracle had done died out. Somebody today, your miracles died out. And you need more encouragement today. But he's still in the miracle business. He can still give you another miracle. And my friend, just when you least expect it, he'll encourage you. Amen. When you need encouragement. And Gideon wasn't satisfied. He set out the fleece again. And he said that if it's dry on the fleece and dew on the ground, then I'll know. You've heard the story. Ordinary fleece. Then as he got up the next day, and guess what? That's exactly what happened. Because a miracle took place, it was just that he, as he requested. We find that he got up, and sure enough, it was dry on the fleece, and it was dew, it was wet on the ground. He said, I know that it is you uh, that you want me to do this great work. It is me that's for the job. And I will do that because you have encouraged me again. God took the ordinary. He took a miracle and He gave Him encouragement. God wants to give you the ordinary. He wants to give you encouragement. He wants to give you that which come from that miracle today. We find that God wanted to perform the miracle again with the ordinary. The Scripture says He took 32,000 men, reduced them to 300. We don't have to have 100 people to carry on this work, my friend. With a victory from this number, there would be no doubt that God was in it. You know, when we look at it, we say, I don't understand what God's doing. He's forsaken me. He's taken my 32,000 men and reduced it to 300. This is not fair. This is not right. I don't understand what God is doing. But what God was trying to do was perform, take the ordinary, turn it into a miracle, and give us the greatest encouragement that you could ever give somebody. Because it would happen this way, there would be no doubt, once again, that God was truly in it. The bad has to get so bad so we don't uh, take the credit that it's a miracle, my friend. I'll say it again. The bad has to get so bad so we don't take the credit. A lot of times, that's what a miracle is. God has to step in and do it. He's the only one that can do it. So therefore, He deserves the only credit. We don't have any credit to do it because He was the only one that could perform the miracle. Gideon was afraid. He needed encouragement again. After all of that, after all of that, he needed encouragement. After the rock, after the fleece being wet, the fleece being dry, and God performing all the miracles, there will come another day in our lives when you're going to be disappointed, when you're going to be distracted, and you're going to be frustrated, and you need encouragement again. He needed another miracle. He thought that what he needed was the 32,000 men instead of just 300. Judges 7 and 13 says that God took an ordinary dream and a man, an enemy soldier, that had a dream about barley grain. Barley grain. 
is half the value of wheat. Israel represented this tiny value that would win this major battle. Verse 15 says, After this they began to worship God. God took this ordinary man, the enemy soldier, took this ordinary dream, an ordinary interpretation that they would be victorious with an ordinary group of people, which was just half the value, which represented the tiny value that would win. And after this, it was confirmed by this dream that he began to worship God. You know what happens? God takes the ordinary. And all we have to do is worship and begin to lift praises to Him. And when you begin to worship and you begin to lift praises, you begin to thank Him for the miracle that you haven't seen yet, but it's about to come about and take place. And when you do that, a miracle will come about. And then there will be your encouragement. Gideon divided the 300 men with ordinary things. The Scripture says that a hundred were with trumpets. A hundred were with empty pitchers. A hundred lamps within the pitchers. God instructed them to follow His precise instructions. He said, hold the pitchers in your left hand. He said, hold the trumpet in your right hand and blow. Now we'll stop right here. Because here's where a lot of us fail to get our miracle. Here's where a lot of us don't get encouraged. And it's because God has specific instructions. He has a certain way that He's going to perform and do the miracle. But to get to the performance of the miracle, you've got to follow the instructions. Just as we would open up something and follow the instructions, if you don't do it correctly, it's not going to come out right in the end. Some of us, if He tells you to hold the picture in your left hand, I don't care who you are, what your situation is. If you've got a group of 10, if you've got a group of 50, if you've got a group of 100 people in this place of worship, it doesn't matter if God said do it or the preacher said do it. With the left hand, there's going to be somebody that's got to put their opinion, their two cents worth, and say, I don't care what he says, I'm going to do it with the right hand because I feel more comfortable in doing it with the right hand. When it comes to worshiping God, there's going to be somebody, it's like, I don't feel like lifting my hands. I would just rather sit here. You can stand up, you can act crazy, you can hoop and holler, and you can do all of that that you want to do, but I don't feel that that's necessary, and I'll just do it my way. But my friend, you can do the ordinary thing, and you are not going to receive the miracle because you did not do what God instructed, and because of that, your result will not be encouragement. My friend, if you want a blessing, if you want encouragement, if you want a miracle, you've got to do it God's way. You've got to do it the way that He had instructed. I believe if all my heart that if they would have held the pictures in the right hand, that they would not been had been victorious. I believe if they would have held the trumpet in the left hand and would have not done it in the right hand like God would have instructed, they would have been defeated. Everything that God had promised, it would have fallen apart because they failed to do what God had instructed. But no, God had a plan. God had a man for the plan. Gideon was the man. And he had already asked God for encouragement. He had already got in that rim, that presence, that place where God wanted him to be. 
And God instructed and said, this is how you'll win the battle. Hold the pitcher in the left hand, hold the trumpet in the right hand, blow and cry out the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. The armies began to scatter. They ran in every direction. They took their princes and their leaders and slayed them beside Gideon across Jordan. You know what? When those people begin to praise and do it God's way, when the armies begin to look across the hill and across the, the river, they begin to see a lot more than what they anticipated. Because of their praise, because of the pictures, because of the way the sunlight reflected, because of the noise that was being made, because of the way they did it uh, according to God's plan, it looked like an entire army that would be much greater than them, and they weren't going to put on the challenge that day. They were scared and went in all directions, and little did they know that it was just a small group of people that were just obeying God, and He took them and made the greatest army out of them. My friend, today, it was just the ordinary thing to do. Take the pictures and the trumpets and to cry out the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. It was just an ordinary thing to do. Maybe in their eyes they said, I don't see how this is going to work, but hey, this is what God said to do. But it's the ordinary things that we do. It's the ordinary things that produce the miracle. And when it produces a miracle, there comes the encouragement. My friend, is without a shadow of a doubt, there's no doubt that they, those ordinary people, they received the greatest encouragement by being victorious as a result of a miracle. My friend, today, an ordinary picture, would you stand? An ordinary trumpet, an ordinary lamp became a miracle which encouraged Gideon and all of Israel. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What's your situation today? What is your problem? What is it that you have need of today, my friend? You need to come to an altar today. God can take an ordinary sinner. They can repent of their sins. And He can fill them with His wonderful Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in other tongues. He'll produce a miracle. Right then, you'll be changed. Your sins are forgiven. Then your life will be changed. You'll be a new creature. But then you take on baptism in Jesus' name. When you're taken down in that old baptism grave, that watery grave, you come up clean. He washes away your sins. He takes an ordinary person and takes baptism and filling him with your with his spirit and produces a miracle right you don't have to wait six weeks or a month you don't have to wait a year to change some people say well you'll have to wait six months before i can see an improvement or or you'll have to go through all this counseling or we'll have to go through a training program and all that just to see if you're really a better person no god will change you right now Whatever it is that you've done or you've done wrong yesterday or even today before you came in this place of worship, God can change you right now, my friend. He can take the ordinary, give you a miracle, and give you encouragement. I believe somebody right now needs to come to this place of, 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 of prayer. You need to come up here today for healing. 
Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is you're going through, God wants to take the ordinary. He wants to give you healing for your body. And when He does that, it will be a miracle to you. And it will be encouragement to you. But it will be encouragement to me and to all the others in the place of worship. Because God has come through again. I can't tell you how many miracles God has done in my life with just ordinary things. God took an ordinary car accident in my life. He took an an ordinary situation with a a plane that I could have got on that crashed you know, before me. God took an ordinary situation in my life that just didn't seem like He was going to be able to work it out. Man, couldn't work it out. I couldn't work it out. But God took the ordinary situation, produced a miracle, and it became encouragement in my life. And that's why I can stand before you and lift up my hands and thank Him and praise Him and lift Him up and preach this wonderful truth. Because He took the ordinary and He gave me the miracle and it produced encouragement. Won't you come? Won't you come today? Come on. Come on. God is fixing to do a miracle. Look at all the, everybody that's coming in this place today represents encouragement. Look at all the encouragement that's in this place today. Won't you come? Won't you come today? Hallelujah. He's, we're, they're coming. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.